Hi, this is Tia Sirkar. I play Sabine Wren on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Twin Suns Transmission. Of course, it ends where it began. A desert planet with twin suns. Hey, my name is Taylor Gray, and I play Ezra Bridger in Star Wars Rebels. I hope you enjoy this week's episode of Twin Suns Transmission. Here's where the fun begins. Let's make this a bit more interesting. You've taken your first step into a larger world. The garbage hole, Dave! Nothing will stand in our way. May the force be with us. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Twin Suns Transmission. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, of course, joined, as always, by Jesse Sanfilippo. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 162, and Jesse, we finally have Star Wars The Clone Wars back. Ah, uh, I know. it's It feels so good. It's just, it's weird to be podcasting at a time where The Clone Wars is running in real time yeah for me yeah love it live episodes new episodes every week and we're recording right now on february 23rd so we've got one episode under our belts and we've got more coming um every week for what looks like 11 more weeks so very exciting here and um the final episode jesse is actually on my birthday the final episode of the clone wars so i'm very excited to celebrate that with everybody yeah before we go into more on the clone wars though let's go into some of the news it's been a little bit since we've recorded a podcast and uh obviously quite a few things have happened since our last show um a big thing for me was the death of alan harris and let's just you know obviously don't want to talk too much about sad things that happened but um if you don't know alan harris played bosk in empire strikes back and stood on the executor's bridge when darth vader was you know walking through looking at all the bounty hunters and and uh sort of giving them the orders to find and capture the millennium falcon and I had the pleasure of meeting him, I think, five years ago, um, almost to the day, actually. And uh, it's always sad when, when Star Wars, um, you know, members of the Star Wars family go. So he will be missed. The Rise of Skywalker, we finally have more info on that. And Jesse, we are going to be able to bring this home pretty soon here. We're going to be getting the digital copy um, which you'll be able to download in HD and 4K Ultra HD uh, via Movies Anywhere on March 17th. And then two weeks after that, we'll be able to pick it up on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and DVD on March 31st. So, I mean, this is just next month, you know, and it's still in the theaters now. It's wild, and I'm looking at some of these beautiful, exclusive, like, cases and covers, and I feel like they're pulling out every stop to get you to, to buy it on DVD. Since it's going to be on Disney Plus eventually, it definitely seems worth buying a copy just looking at some of this stuff. Yeah, there's, I think it's like 250 bucks or something from Best Buy, and it's the nine-movie Skywalker Collection and there's it looks like 27 different discs and stuff it's oh it's yeah it's crazy um you can get that at best buy of course there's going to be um you know a target version um a walmart version like a steel book from best buy and it's got you know a bunch of different extras there'll be a digital exclusive so I'm very excited about that. And everyone's like, when's it coming out on Disney Plus? It's like, well. <laughs> That's going to be a, a bit. Yeah. I'm sure they want to make their money, like you said, on, on the DVDs and Blu-rays and everything before everyone has access to it. Yeah. I'm most excited, I think, for deleted scenes. I don't That's even know if there book. is deleted scenes. No. What? Why do you say that? Because I think that's one thing that like a bunch of people were upset about. So it looks like there's um, a couple behind the scenes features. So they'll have like Warwick and Son, which is a Warwick Davis 
and uh, he's joined by his son Harrison talking about their stuff. There's cast of Creatures, the team behind the film's Creatures, Aliens in the Desert, see what it looks like to create the Pasana Desert scenes, Pasana Pursuit, creating the Speeder Chase, uh, the Skywalker Legacy, the story lives forever in this feature-length documentary that charts the making of The Rise of Skywalker, and then the digital exclusive is the Maestro's finale, which is a John Williams thing. So I don't think as of right now that any of the discs have deleted scenes. Yeah, it does say like the full list includes like this is it. This is everything. Yeah. I think I like I quick scanned through all those things and I think my brain was just like, of course, there will be deleted scenes like I didn't even yeah think about it yeah man yeah i think too that you know this is what they do though like they if you remember a few years back they had a collector's edition of the force awakens that came out with more bonus material and you know when the blu-rays came out for the uh original six films they had added stuff on there and so they keep this stuff and you know i don't know why they would keep keep it from us right now only because there's not going to be any more like Skywalker films at least I don't think so um but yeah I don't I don't I don't know there's probably probably just saving it for something also I've noticed um if you go on the the Disney Plus menus and you click on some of the things on there there's a tab for bonuses so maybe they're gonna release them when they put it on Disney Plus that would be cool yeah um and that way i mean it might honestly people might spend the whatever dollars it is a month to see some deleted scenes from the rise of skywalker i don't know that is very true if they haven't gotten everybody yet (laughs) just from clone wars and mandalorian alone that'll that'll snag some extra people for sure yeah New York Toy Fair happened this past weekend, and there are so many new exciting things that are coming out for us to purchase, uh, most of which have something to do with the child. Baby Yoda merchandise was just all over the place. There's a new animatronic version of the child, um, which looks like it's, I think it's going to be about 60 bucks. Um, there's new like Mandalorian um, trading cards with the child on them. There's Bluetooth speakers, more plushes, like a Build-A-Bear thing with the uh, with the child. Um, bunch of new clothing. Um, they had uh, our first looks at the official looks at the Funko Pops for Baby Yoda. Um, Hasbro's got a ton of stuff. Um, a couple new lines of figures that are coming out. Um, I don't know if you saw this, Jesse, but there's the first ever officially licensed Darksaber that's going to be coming out. I did. I did see that. It looks awesome. Yeah. It looks I, more like a all, kid's thing. It does. It's not like, yeah, it's not like a FX saber right. or anything, but yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. Um, new lounge fly bag with Baby Yoda on it. Um, some more Lego things. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can go on the website. There's literally, I'm still scrolling right now, and more things were announced <laughs> like every day. So it was like, I don't know, I don't know if it started Thursday or Friday of this past week, but it was definitely Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all new Star Wars stuff every day. Um, but Jesse, what do you think was your favorite thing? Well, besides the is this include no this one doesn't include the ahsoka figure does it well this article doesn't beautiful the article doesn't but it was announced at toy fair so okay i'll count it yeah then that has to be my favorite is the gentle giant it's clone wars season seven ahsoka and she's got more eye up on her hand that has to be yeah. the most beautiful thing i've ever seen <laughs> it's gorgeous <laughs> Yeah, and it's a it's what's called a premier statue, and so I'm assuming, and like I said, I don't know for sure, but I would assume it'll be somewhere between um, 150 and 200 bucks, give or take a little bit of dollars. Um, but it's a seventh scale, so a lot of times when they do, like I think I have a a premium statue of Ray, and I want to say that one was about 200 dollars. Um, but that's a sixth scale. And so this one seventh scale is going to be a little bit smaller. 
Um, okay. So I don't know. It'll probably be around that price. But who knows? The uh, the Ahsoka mm-hmm. bus, last time General Giant did one with the Rebels Ahsoka, that one sold out so fast. So, you know, I would either be ready on your computer as <laughs> soon as those drop to get those or, you know, hopefully hopefully General Giant created a, a larger edition size so more people can get in on that. But, yeah. I hope so. Do you have a favorite? Um, I really do like the Ahsoka. I definitely need to get that. Um, and the Revan lightsaber. They they announced a Force FX Darth Revan lightsaber, which has a removable blade and different crystals. And if you're familiar with the character of Revan from the Knights of the Republic, you know, he was once a Jedi. And so um, you can actually switch the color of the lightsaber from purple to red, which is really cool. Um, and I believe it has a metal hilt and a stand that, um, can keep it upright. So I think it'll be somewhere between like 225, 250 bucks. Um, but I'm really excited for that. And then of course the Ahsoka as well. So yeah, close second for me has to be this baby Yoda operation game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, considerably (laughs) cheaper. Definitely more on the affordable range. Yeah. And price range. <laughs> yeah. Because who wouldn't want to try and pull little things out of a Baby Yoda operation? Oh, frogs. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. So much of it doesn't even make sense, but I love it. It's like stormtrooper helmets inside of him. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute. Yeah. Well, if you go onto StarWars.com, you can definitely check out this full list. Um, like I said, there's so many things on here that we can't even go through all of them. Um, I know if you're a Black Series collector, they had a bunch of new Black Series announcements, including a uh, snow speeder with Dak Ralter, Luke's gunner, um, in the six-inch scale. So it'll be a pretty big snow speeder. It'll be around 100 bucks for that one, if not a little over 100 bucks. Um, a lot of new vintage collection stuff coming out too, including another Slave One. So a uh, ton of great stuff from New York Toy Fair. All right, we also have Star Wars Night at Disneyland that's coming out around Celebration. And these are essentially nights that they have at uh, the Disney parks during uh, Celebration time. So um i believe it is on august 27th which is the first day of celebration i believe um yeah that thursday so celebration goes thursday friday saturday sunday um and this is the thursday evening and they're going to have um exclusive merchandise and the park will be open so be able to go into galaxy's edge and do all that stuff and uh, the one big bummer, though, Jesse, is that the Rise of the Resistance, despite it being open at the parks now, will be under maintenance for this event. Yeah, that's... I don't understand that. I wonder what... Like, why specifically do they know so far in advance yeah. that they're going to do the maintenance on a Star Wars night? Right. I don't get that. I don't either. Um... And the crazy thing about this is they they essentially told us what day that tickets were going to go on sale for this. They were I think they were like one hundred and ten bucks or something like that a person. And um, they're like, yeah, you know, tickets are going to go on sale on the 20th or whatever it was. And uh, people are like, OK, OK. And, you know, this was after um annual pass holders had their opportunity to get it the day before and so one of our friends was like yeah i think i think they might go on sale at midnight pacific time i'm like are you serious that's like 2 a.m central time where i am yeah so i literally and this is my story this is i'm gonna rant a little bit (laughs) because this is so upsetting to me so here's what happened i First of all, I set my alarm for midnight central time, which is only 10 p.m. Pacific time. But I was like, whatever, just in case it's like midnight central time for whatever reason, I'm going to set my alarm for midnight just to see if they're up. Uh, They were not up. So I was like, all right, I'll set my alarm again for 2 a.m. So I go back to sleep for two more hours. My alarm goes off. I wake up. I get on the site. Bam, they're already on there. I'm like, oh, geez. So I bought two tickets, one for me, one for Amanda. 
and my primary credit card that I use, the billing address still goes to my parents' house. And my address, my mailing address is my house. And so I'm always freaked out about using two different addresses when I do things. I could have used a card. Mm. I could have used a credit card that comes to my house. Um, but, you know, it, it just, I was in a rush. I was nervous and everything. And so I double checked it before I hit purchase. I double checked that all the information that I had used to purchase these tickets was correct. Because I've had issues in the past where the address was wrong and my order was like in limbo. Um, so I go to bed, I wake up in the morning and I get an email. It's a Disneyland confirmation. It says your order is processing. We'll send you another email when, um, you know, we've processed your order and everything. So a couple hours go by here. I am. It's a Thursday. I'm getting ready to go to work and I get an email from the same people, the Disney people, saying um, there was an issue with your order. It could not be processed. Your card has not been charged, and you have no tickets. I'm like, uh. what? What? I woke up at 2 a.m. before everybody else to try and get these tickets. Meanwhile, tickets, when I checked last that morning at like 7 or 8 a.m., were still available. And then I get an email saying that my order was not processed. When I went back to see if I could reorder them, with a different credit card, the tickets were sold out. No. Oh my gosh, what happened? So there's a phone number, so I call them. It says, and mind you, I'm supposed to be at work at 9 a.m. And I call them, it's like 8.45. And they're like, we thank you for your call. Due to, you know, a large amount of of traffic on our, our calling channels, the approximate wait time is over 60 minutes. I'm like, oh, oh my, my God. <laughs> so um, I work at a, a collectible store, like a retail store, and um, I had, we didn't open until 10. So I was essentially on hold. I did call them and I stayed on hold with my phone on speaker while I did my, you know, normal opening routines just to try to get, you know, on the phone with somebody. And um, I talked to this lovely lady, and she helped me out. She said, um, you know, we're getting a lot of calls with this, so apparently this happened to a bunch of people. Um, she did give me an order number. I was like, so am I going to get, um, am I going to get like a confirmation email or something like that? And she's like, I don't know if you'll get an email, but all you need to do is the day of the event, go to the park, go to Will Call, give them this number, bring your ID, bring the card that you paid with, and you guys should be good. I'm like, hmm. That's scary. Seems a little fishy. So yeah. I hung up with her, and like later that day, I called again, got a different person. This time the wait time was like two minutes. So that was better. Um, but this was the same day, and the lady gave me a different number. So I think one person gave me like a order number, and then one person gave me like a reservation number or something. Oh, but they geez. weren't even close. Like the two numbers were not even close. And she's like, I have your name on here. Um, you know, she's like, you should be getting a, a confirmation email within 24 hours and they should show up in your Disneyland app. Well, here we are a couple days later. I have no confirmation email. I have no tickets showing up in my app. So I don't know what's going on. But a lot of people have called and said that um, Disney had told them that they were out of luck and they have no record of their purchase and no record of their anything. Um, so I'm just crossing my fingers and I'm really old school, so I don't do any online banking. So like, I don't, I don't know what my card has been charged until I get my bank statement in the mail. So I guess I could um. call up like my credit card company be like, was I charged? <laughs> but like, how many hoops do I have to jump through? You know? Right. So. Wow. I mean, crossed. Disney's usually so magical. Like. Right. Those things don't happen with Disney. And I'm wondering if it's different with Disneyland because Disneyland is smaller and it's like, I just, I don't know. I mean, the, the customer service people were friendly enough, but I just don't know if there was some kind of like error in their system or, or what happened, but. I feel like, especially, I mean, if you don't get charged for it, then that'll be a different story. But I feel like if you get the charge and you have all this information and all these numbers, and you go to Disney, and they're like when when there's like a problem at Disney, they like do everything. 
You know, when you're like yeah. there and you're in the land and you're like, I have this problem, they will like bend over backwards to fix your problem. Well, here's what I want fixed right now. I want tickets <laughs> in my app. That's what I want. <laughs> I know. I know. Ugh. And this is crazy, too, because tickets for Celebration sold out extremely fast. And to be honest, I was not expecting the Star Wars night at Disneyland, especially with um, Rise of the Resistance not being operational, why this sold out so quick. But I, I'm just crazy and insane, and I don't waste time. So if there's something that I know that I want that I have the money for, I will buy it immediately. So, right. I mean, I, it sucks that it sold out so fast. And I know a lot of people, like, honestly, if you were not awake by 9 a.m. Central Time, you missed out. Because, I mean, they basically didn't give you a time of day. I was just paranoid. And one of our friends was like, I would check around this time. But, like, if you didn't have that info and you woke right. up at 9 a.m. and saw the email that said, hey, tickets are on sale for this. And you went to the website and they were gone. You'd be so upset. Right. You know. Although I woke up at 2 a.m. and I'm upset, so maybe it didn't make a difference. But. <laughs> Just lose-lose. Yeah. No, I, I bet you, for, in your case, it sounds a lot more promising. If people mm -hmm. were getting called or if they were calling and saying, you know, sorry about you, it didn't go through. Yeah. And you got multiple calls where it sounded like two people at least, even if they gave you different information, they both like agreed that you would be good. Right. You have some hope there. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no, we have you on here. You got two tickets for the Star Wars night. I'm like, yes, I got two tickets. Like, yeah. I didn't even have to tell them that. Like, it wasn't just a single Good. ticket or four. So they have right. me in there. But I just want the tickets and I don't have I them. I know. So. So nerve wracking. Yeah. I think you'll be good, though. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. I can't wait. Those nights are always so much fun. They do fireworks and it'll it'll be a lot of fun it'll be uh, amanda's first time at, at at galaxy's edge so yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun magical no matter what yeah all right let's get into star wars the clone wars and i'm very excited about this and i think the first thing that like really got me excited was just the feel of it like it wasn't even the content it was just like the Clone Wars thing rang and we got the, you know, the music with the little, the little note at the beginning. And it was just like, I am seeing this again for the first time and it's, it just feels so nostalgic. And it's crazy because Clone Wars isn't even that old, you know? I know it's, it's not, but it feels like it's been done for so long. Like what, like it came out, it started in 2008. And then had six seasons. And where are we now? How many years has Clone Wars been away? Yeah, so I think it stopped in uh, like 2013 around there. So it's been like six, six, seven years. Yeah, no, that's that's crazy. That's like almost unheard of in like television shows that something would get canceled and come back all those years later and just pick right back up. Yeah. It's like super rare. Yeah. And this, you know, I think a lot of us, I mean, we really thought that Rebels, you know, we got characters like Ahsoka back, we got Maul back, we got Hondo back, we got Rex back and some of the other clones, you know, so we got a lot of the characters that, um, you know, we had seen before in Clone Wars and some of them that were just introduced to us in Clone Wars like Rex and, and uh, Ahsoka and, and, you know all them so um i think for a lot of us we thought that that was it until they announced that clone wars saved clone wars is coming back and you know we got a couple trailers at celebration and and to be honest with you i think that the clone wars panel at celebration should have taken the place of either galaxy's edge or <laughs> or the 20th anniversary of the phantom menace for one of the big daily panels the lottery ones yeah I 100% agree. It really should have. I think people were like beyond stoked for that. Yeah. And we've got a lot of exciting things coming up um, with the, the remainder of the season. But um, we'll begin with the first episode, The Bad Batch. And 
I'm assuming a lot of people know this, but just for the sake of the people who don't, I'm going to mention it. Um, so the Bad Batch was actually, and I don't know, I haven't actually watched it, but there was a unrendered, like, incomplete version of the Bad Batch. And um, because Clone Wars ended so abruptly, I mean, the, the Lost Mission, season six, there were 13 episodes in that season. Um, but on StarWars.com and a few other places, maybe YouTube, you might be able to find some of them. Um, there are, like, episodes where they're unrendered, incomplete uh, stories. There's one with Boba and Cad Bane. There's a, there's a sort of a showdown between the two of them. There's, I think it might have even been Utapau where Anakin and Obi-Wan go. I don't remember if it was exactly that planet, but or it was a, a planet with sinkholes kind of similar to it, maybe. Um, and then we have the Bad Batch, and um, they might have even aired the Bad Batch episode or episodes at a celebration. Um, I'm not sure, but I believe they're out there somewhere if you want to see them. So I don't, like I said, I haven't watched it. I don't know if if it's, you know, totally the same, but I know the premise was the same. Um, Echo was kind of thought to be alive yeah no i i when we when i looked at the episode title the day that it came out i was like there's another episode called this like it like that was like the first thought that came to my head i was like there is another episode titled the bad batch and i started like going through and looking through everything and now that you say that like that makes sense as to where i had that stuff in my head because I do feel like it was like Dave Filoni presented it at some convention and like it was on a live stream so I guarantee you can find it on YouTube I do remember them like showing little clips of very like unfinished parts of of what was this episode yeah and I bet you if they had any idea that Clone Wars is coming back they probably wouldn't have given that to us I know they sh- he sh- there was this one panel it's literally called like uh, like untold missions or lost missions or something where he like just he described a whole bunch of stuff that was gonna happen in Clone Wars but didn't yeah I think that, was, that was the recently. one that was one with Ashley right yeah. wasn't that with Dave Filoni and Pablo Hidalgo and Ashley Eckstein yeah, and they showed all these, like, cool, like, concept art things of, like, different ways they tried to have Ahsoka look and, like, all these different um, yes little things where, where they were like, oh, we were going to have Ahsoka, like, standing on a wolf and, like, like, all this, like, crazy stuff that I kind of really hope comes to be. But, yeah, yeah like, that was, like, only a few years ago, too. So I can't. I wonder if he's like kicking himself for. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! They know everything. I gotta switch this up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah. I have complete faith in Dave Filoni that even if they have to switch things around, it'll still be a fantastic story. So, mm-hmm. um, and that man, I don't know how he has time to sleep or eat or pee. I you know. know? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, let's get into this episode of The Bad Batch, and we get four new clones, Sergeant Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, and Crosshair. So what do you think of these, what was it, Experimental Clone Force 99? They made me so happy. I was like like giddy laughing like the whole time they were being introduced and the first time we got to see them in action because number one they're batch 99 so they're in honor of clone 99 um which made me really really happy to get that that nod there and And 99's death is like one of the most sad deaths in the history of clone wars yeah i know and he's just like no i know i loved him so that made me really really happy and then they're just like super clones. Like I literally was like sitting and like laughing and being like, oh my gosh, like they're like super, like they're superhero clones. Like this is awesome. I, it, I don't know. And yet they're the ones that were <laughs> the bad batch, you know? Right. Yep. <laughs> they got all these regs in yeah. their way. So the Love regs it. to me, it was almost like the bad batch viewed the regs as in the same way as the regs view the shinies, you know, it's just like, yeah. oh, you're you. It's a pretty good shot there for a reg, you know, like <laughs> yeah. But if you think about it, like their genetic makeup is 
like superior because not only do they have these like superior mutations, but like it's like they're they're more they're also like just like more evolved and have like more biodiversity than like all the rest of the clones. So that it does like make them. I don't know. Maybe this is like a stupid thread that I'm going in circles in my head, but I don't know. It. I I see where they would they would feel like that superiority when everybody else is exactly the same and they're the only ones that have these cool superpowers that set them apart from a huge group of the exact same guy repeated over and over again. And first off, I mean, D. Bradley Baker, the voice of all these clones. I mean, you have how many clones throughout seven seasons now of The Clone Wars, and he gives them each their own personality. Cody and Rex are not the same, and and it's so amazing. He's very talented. Like, can you imagine having to voice that many different characters but have them all be essentially the same character? Like, it's insane. (laughs) I know. And and even just like the way they animated them too, like they look, you know, like the clones, but it's like they're they're more like a realistic like family member. Like they're like, oh, that could be your like cousin. So they looked similar, but like also, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because they're all brothers because the same they're all the same dude. But then, you know, they switched up their genome a little bit. Now you're like, oh, no, you just look like you could be like my aunt or uncle. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) And I was, you know, I was I was. I was I had a pretty stupid moment because I was like wait a second why is Wrecker so much taller than everyone else so I thought they were clones <laughs> I was like wait a minute I'm an idiot like they're you know their genetics are not totally right they're the bad batch they're all you know yeah. they have their own they have their own stuff going on so I mean it's just like 99 he was hunched over he was shorter like it's right. just it's just the opposite syndrome you know Yep. <laughs> so he was probably my favorite too, Wrecker. Yeah, he's he so really funny. funny. Yeah. Um, and so they all have like special abilities. So Hunter, he has heightened senses, and he can essentially feel like the electromagnetic frequencies, which is really interesting. Um, Wrecker's obviously really strong. Tech is very smart and good with technology, and then Crosshair is good at shooting things. He's like a sniper. So they all have their special abilities, and they definitely work differently than the the regs do. You know, Cody and Rex have their own way of doing things, and a lot of it is more defensive, more strategic, more um, conservative, I guess. And then you have these bad batches guys that are, you know, this Clone Force 99 that's just seems to be all about offense and just taking a fight to the droids, which was really cool to see and kind of created a little bit of issues briefly. Yeah, but they, like, have the upper hand. Like, they're able to take those risks because they have those special abilities. Like, none of the other clones are, like, super strong and can hold, like, a portion of a ship in front of everyone to, like, block them. And nobody else is, like, has, like, perfect marksmanship, like, crosshair. Like, they just, like, they have all these crazy abilities which allows them to like go on the offense and just like throw themselves in there and they know that they're going to be fine yeah and to the point where trench was like were there jedi that were there like yeah like the droids <laughs> got messed up so quickly and so badly that yeah you can only think that like a jedi had to have shown up i know and i loved watching them like work together and fight because it almost felt like you were watching like an action movie sequence. Like they all worked together so well, and then they meshed, you know, Rex and Kicks and Jesse in there, and they just they all like just I don't know. I felt like I was watching like a real like action film for a little while there. They were fun to watch. Yeah, and Jesse was wearing Arc Trooper armor, so I was like, yes, he made it. He's an Arc Trooper now. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, and you get Rex looking at that, that like picture, that hollow image of, uh, him and, and, uh, Echo and Fives and, you know, you just feel really, you feel really bad for him. And I don't know why, like, did you understand why Cody did not tell the generals, um, about him thinking that Echo was alive? Like what, what downside would that have been? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, Rex already was thinking that people 
we're going to think he was like crazy for thinking it. And Cody was like, like, you're just like, this is wishful thinking. Like he told Rex, like, don't you think this is just like you kind of hoping and wishing that there was a way for Echo to still be alive? Like, I don't know. Maybe they would have thought like, cause like Jedi are all about like attachments to being like mm-hmm. a no, no. So like, maybe they would have thought that this was like too personal for Rex and like assign someone else to go do it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, Echo is one of my favorite clones. And, you know, we talked about kind of creating all the clones uh, in a unique way. But for me, because they are all clones, like I, and this, I just based off the clones that I like, like through looks, like I have no problem with Rex. Like Rex is cool. But, like, I like Gree a lot from episode three because I love his armor. Like, he looks really cool in his green, shiny armor. And from the Clone Wars, I loved um, I loved Echo's look. And I love seeing him in season one with rookies where um, the giant Rishi eel gets shot by the clones and Rex puts his hand on the eel's eye with the blood or whatever and then puts that handprint on Echo's chest plate. Yep. And ever since I saw that, I was like, well, I know that one's Echo, you know, because when they're all shinies, <laughs> it's hard one. to tell. Like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a cool episode, too, because I just liked because they all have those modifications to their armor. And I feel like that's the only moment that we ever got to see where they actually showed like the artwork that goes into their armor, even though it was just like a simple hand placement. It was cool to get to like see it get created. Yeah, and then when Fives and Echo became ARC troopers and they got their cool armor and everything, and then we get to see them both in the Citadel episodes, like they were just they were just so cool. So, um, and for some reason, like I always liked Echo better than Fives. I don't know why. I just did, probably <laughs> I because of the armor. But yeah, <laughs> I loved Fives. I just loved those episodes with the chip and like him, you know basically giving it his all to protect his brothers and figure out, you know, what was going on with the whole chip situation. Yeah. So I have fives has been on my, one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. Well, it seems like echoes alive. The CT one, four zero nine keeps being repeated from the separatist cyber center. When, um, the clones are able to sort of, uh, put their, put their, um, analytic thing their little like analytic chip um into the uh you know the port at the separatist uh center so um they were able to figure out that there's a live signal from skeko minor um Mm -hmm. and so maybe we'll get that in the next episode but do you think that echo is actually alive do you think he is living and breathing um like we know him i wrote that same question down um i feel like it's gonna be dark like i yeah just also the way rex was like yes he's alive like nothing is that simple when dave filoni writes it so (laughs) (laughs) there's that and then just like how his like the way because that was like his voice essentially it was like very very robotic and then it like turned you know, more organic and more human-like, and then you could tell it was a clone's voice. And I don't know. Have you ever seen um, Doctor Who? Nope. What the... <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this, like, this villain on Doctor Who. They're called Cybermen, where it's, like, the human's, like, brain is, like, within this cyborg, and it basically... They're still there. They're alive, but it like takes everything that makes them human like away, and they're kind of like these like cyber like slave men, kind of. And they're like bad. They have like no emotion. Hmm. Like that's kind of what I'm picturing. Like I'm just picturing, especially because if you think about the episodes where Echo died, or where we thought Echo died, or he maybe possibly died. Um, Everything about those episodes was all about the separatists going for Republic tactics. Because they're, the whole thing is they're going in to save Evan Peel, and he has part of this, you know, top secret information. Tarkin has the other part. And it's all about getting this intel, the separatists trying to gain this intel from the Republic. Mm-hmm. 
and like there's a point where um i wrote the guy's name down oc sobeck yeah was like the main like separatist bad guy he like was gonna throw tarkin like into this river of like fires be like I, if i can't have your information nobody's gonna get your information and he was like gonna just like throw the information away basically yeah. with tarkin so they was like desperate at that point so part of me is wondering like did they just go through the carnage after the jedi got away and just see if anyone was like barely alive and just found echo and are like i don't know like picking his brain somehow like half alive yeah i don't know well i have really dark thoughts about how this is going down yeah so it seemed like to me that the the what they had in the citadel episodes were two halves of uh what's known as the nexus route and i think that was more of just like 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 hyperspace lanes or like pathways through yeah. things and then in this one, it seemed like what their like the analytics that you know what they called it Rex's playbook he drew up with Echo. Um, so I think it was probably something similar that Echo you know Echo knows about, but I don't think obviously I don't think he knew anything about the Nexus route. Um, no. Right. But to me, um, when you see Echo explode, I mean, you don't actually see him physically explode, but if you look at what his helmet looked like, it was literally spinning and smoking as the shuttle blew up, um, you know, in the, in the landing field. So to me, if he's alive, he's not going to be like, you know, mm-hmm. sipping tea with, you know, Admiral yeah. Trench or something. You know, he's going to, I think, you know, to me, it kind of reminded me of um, Captain America with um, the one doctor, Dr. Zola, Armin Zola, um, where he was like, he was like the machines in the underground bunker. Do you remember that? Like, and Captain America goes with Black Widow and they're on the, in the underground bunker of like S.H.I.E.L.D., which the bunker was too close kind to of. like the barracks or whatever. And so cap knew it wasn't supposed to be there, but like Armin Zola was essentially like, it was his brain that was kind of like making all the droids or not all the droids, but all the computers and things do things. So like, mm-hmm. that's what I thought of. So I think if echo is around, he's going to be like this mechanical, like computer or something. Right. Yeah. I don't think he's, I think Rex is being like super optimistic right now. Yeah. But if Echo was alive and they were somehow able to, you know, acquire him, that would be awesome. Yeah, it would be. But I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But we yeah. got Admiral Trench again. That dude just won't die. No. Um, and that's a problem for the the Republic just because that guy, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's probably one of the best strategists that the Separatists have, I would think. Mm-hmm. So, and now he has their playbook basically. So, and it seemed like he knows that the Republic was able to find out about Skeko Minor. So yep. he should be prepared for them to show up there. Anything else? No, I think that was everything. That was everything I had. Well, I guess I had one more thought, too, on whether or not Echo is alive. Is I, I also think if Echo was alive and, like, really alive and had, like, his own free will and volition, he wouldn't be giving up this information. You know? Right. So if he's alive, he's got to be somehow, like, brainwashed or, like, you know. Or, like, so tortured that, like, he just, like, broke and, like, gave everything. Yeah. Oh, man. Doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the next episode of The Clone Wars is titled A Distant Echo. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if that gives us anything or not, but um, it does not sound promising for him. No. Unfortunately. But um, I'm very excited about it. That is on Friday, February 28th. Um, and so much exciting Star Wars stuff. Like, I just cannot wait for the next episode. When this one ended and they're all, like, driving away in the speeder with the suns, I'm like, no, you play more right now, (laughs) you know? 
<laughs> I know. I'm so happy though that they are doing it one a week. Like I, I as much as I, I have a love hate relationship with binge watching television because I never can do it in a timely manner and always end up getting spoiled. So I'm super excited that it's gonna drag out. Clone Wars is gonna be here for at least eleven weeks, and we're. I, I'm just excited to like, this is what got me into Star Wars. The Clone Wars got me like obsessed with Star Wars. I always liked Star Wars. I always thought it was cool. But like, this is what got me here, sitting here with you and yeah. like spending all my time and energy thinking about Star Wars. So <laughs> it's super cool yeah. to me that now I'm like actually getting to podcast about it instead of it just being something that got me into it originally and and I wasn't podcasting yet at the time. I don't know. I'm really excited. Well, let me ask you this, because Clone Wars is, quote-unquote, your Star Wars. Um, yes. After all these years, now getting to watch it live when it is dropped, um, one episode a week, just like we did back in the day, um, does it have the same effect? Like, is this does, does the Clone Wars bring you back to where you felt when you first started to watch it? Yes. 100%. It it gets me thinking more than like probably any other part of Star Wars and I'll just like be sitting there and being like, "Oh, well what does that mean? Like let me go back to this episode." Like I literally that's what I did this whole weekend is I watched this episode and then I was like, "Ooh, now I want to go back and watch that episode and that episode and that episode." And then that episode would lead me to another episode where I wanted to get the information <laughs> from that episode. It just like led me into this whole web of like looking into all the clones and I love it. It's that's always that's how I always watch the Clone Wars is I come up with an idea and then I'm like oh I need to go back there I never do it in order I always jump around because it just like it always has me thinking and keeps me it keeps giving me new ideas and delving further into it and that's why I've always loved it yeah yeah definitely pretty awesome and in this episode we did not get Ahsoka and I know there is I know some people are like, well, I'm really glad that we didn't get Ahsoka. And I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Like, I love Ahsoka, and I know yeah. she's going to be in the rest of the season. But, like, she's not part of this war necessarily all the time anymore, you it's know? true. Yeah. And, you know, I know that there's, there's, like, this anticipation for more Ahsoka. And I guarantee you when we get her, it's just going to be awesome. Like, it's going to be in such a great way that like I don't need her in the first episode you know no yeah and and that's kind of always how the Clone Wars has been is it's it is like Ahsoka's story in a way because that is where you know she originates from that's where you get the most of her but if you just sit and watch through the seasons it she's in she's not in a surprising amount of episodes yeah. like if, if you're just going back and thinking about it so I am kind of glad that we started off with just like a clone centric episode and got ourselves back to like the roots of the Clone Wars. Yes, <laughs> if you yes, <will>. indeed. <laughs> yep. Well, I think we can both agree that the Clone Wars kicked off with a bang. Um, the Bad Batch were very exciting to watch, and I cannot wait to see what happens. Definitely with Echo, fingers crossed that we can somehow, you know get him back to a, a healthy state um but we'll see one way to find out is to continue watching the clone wars every friday on disney plus for the next 11 weeks um which is very exciting uh, before we go i do want to talk a little bit about our book club if you follow us on twitter or facebook or instagram you know that we're doing a book club and we are currently in the middle of reading a crash of fate by zareda cordova and uh, we will be, we just had discussion questions uh, up this past weekend. And um, feel free to continue to um, discuss with us on there, either on Twitter or on Facebook. Um, and uh, we are going to be reading um, Alphabet Squadron by Alexander Freed coming in March. So very excited about that. Um, and we'll also have a final podcast on A Crash of Fate coming up uh, toward the end of February, early March as well. Uh, Jesse, where can people participate? Uh, what are our social media handles for the book club? For the book club, it's all under um, TSO, book club. Um, and you can search that in Facebook groups. Um, it is a open uh, group that we use to do a lot of our discussions. And then there's also a Twitter handle, um, 
where we do the exact same discussions. It is also TSO Book Club. All right. And we'd love to have you guys. Um, like I said, we two discussion questions there and, and kind of our announcements and just general Star Wars talk. So um, we'd love to have you guys on there. What about our regular Twin Sons um, social media pages? You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all under the handle at Twin Sons Outpost. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 162 of Twin Sons Transmission, um, where we discuss the Clone Wars. We'll be back with more episodes in the future. And if you're looking for more places to listen to our show, you can find us on our website, which is www.twinsonsoutpost.com. Click on the podcast tab on the left-hand side. You'll find all of our episodes there. You can also find us on the Star Wars podcast app in the Google Play Store and on iTunes. Speaking of iTunes, if you enjoyed our show and you think we're pretty wizard, you can go ahead and give us a good review over there on iTunes. Thanks again so much for listening to our episode. We'll be back again with more Clone Wars discussions. And for Eric and Jesse, we'll see you next time. And may the Force be with you. Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall, Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels. You've been listening to Twin Suns Transmission, an exciting show where sand gets everywhere. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Twin Suns Podcast Network. May the Force be with you, always. Air Master, Tatooine. It's controlled by the Hut. Rendezvous point on Halloween. This is going to do a lot of things.